Welcome back to Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast by Koros. We're so excited to have Alexis Brown on the show today. She's the Senior Manager of Global Community at Zoom, who led a fantastic team of moderators to build the Zoom community from scratch in less than five months. This is a great episode hosted by Fleet Meseritz, VP of Customer Success, Experience, and Operations at Coros. So stick around and enjoy the conversation. Thanks for joining the show, Alexis. So when you're not busy dominating as a titan of customer engagement, I understand you find community through being an avid Peloton rider. Tell me about that. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's an honor to be here. Oh goodness, Peloton has a special place in my heart. I became a Peloton user a couple months after the pandemic hit and it was my lifesaver. Um, being able to work out from home and have that luxury and still feel like I'm part of some sense of community really saved me in many aspects, emotionally, physically, mentally, um, during the time of the pandemic, as I know most people experienced. Um, so absolutely love Peloton, a huge fan of just the product itself. Um, the machinery is fantastic. It's reliable. And then the instructors, I mean, gosh, they're so much fun. You feel like you're best friends with them. You want to know what, what they're doing, what they're up to, and they really motivate you to work out. Um, so aside from the true essence of getting the exercise in, I think my favorite part of Peloton is um, the community itself, the, the ability that they provide you with having human connection from your home to you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other riders. That's awesome. And I mean, that, that kind of goes into the conversations we've been having. And that's, you brought up how the Zoom community has gone from literally nothing to 100,000 registered members in almost no time at all. And so we were talking about hyper growth and how do you connect with your customers and and all that. So obviously there's more to that story. So Alexis, let's start with how Zoom got started with the strategies of launching a community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when we think of Zoom, you know, we're very proud that it's a household name, especially as the pandemic hit with really being you know, the only platform that started as video as its foundation. It's known for being intuitive, user-friendly, scalable, and reliable. And so in thinking of the notion of how can we continue to further bring our users together, it was a no-brainer. Let's launch a Zoom customer support community. Let's provide a place for our users to have 24-7 access to be able to uh, you know, connect with others, collaborate, and ask questions. So uh, I was very fortunate enough to join the Zoom team to strategize, build, and deploy this really amazing online community that we've brought to our Zoom users across the globe. Um, in terms of strategizing for this, I mean, <laughs> it's certainly a loaded question, you know, where do you start? Um, I think <laughs> I think one of the biggest you know, kind of false advertisements with when building a community is that hire one person. They can wear 20 different hats. They can be a community manager and run everything. And unfortunately, but ironically, fortunately, the reality is that that's just not possible. You really do have to have a team of, of strategists and moderators to build this and bring it to life and ensure that it has long lasting growth. Um, the team here at Zoom 
was very aware of that. And so I was fortunate to be brought on and was given a fantastic team of folks who were here to help me in lead this initiative. So the biggest strategy I would say off the bat was having a group of folks where we have, you know, they're all community moderators in there every day, but they also have key roles of managing gamification and the analytics and the content management and the user roles and permissions. It's not one person that could possibly scale to do all of that. And so that was my biggest strategy going in was ensuring that we have the appropriate resources in hand to really be able to successfully not only launch this community, but help with the fruition and growth of it over time by ensuring we have the dedicated folks to handle each respective pillars of a community. I think that makes sense. I mean, one of the things that I've seen and heard in the past is people go, well, a community is just software, we're gonna launch it. And they forget the fact that the point of a community is engaging with the people all the way around and really having good conversation, being ready for them, knowing that there's going to be some challenges at times because you get people who just want to cause problems. You get people who really want to help people. So how do you recognize them? And really thinking about it in a holistic manner. And so the best communities do exactly what you're, you're talking about, and that is how do you staff it correctly so that you can think about the future and that growth? Um, and kind of with that in mind, I know you launched pretty quickly from when you came on board to let's go live. It was not a very long period of time. So how did that work? Because most communities try to take such a long time. So why did you make that decision and uh, how did it work for you? I love this question because there's so many ways to answer it. I think the biggest thing to recognize is that Zoom, at the end of the day, we're about delivering happiness to our customers. The customers wanted a community. It's something that we should have implemented years ago and the timing wasn't right and we were ready now. And when my team came on board, I felt very honored with the years of experience that I have in community strategy and building communities and watching them grow. Um, I felt confident in me joining the team knowing what we needed to do to successfully launch and to launch with a quick timeline primarily to cater to this customer need um, to fill that hole or that gap that was missing of the lack of an online community of such place. So we did launch in an extremely fast timeline um, from the time that my team joined Zoom. Five months later, we launched and deployed this community. And after the launch, um, five months later from that post-launch, we hit our 100,000 users, um, which was tremendous. And it really attested to, to the statement that the, the users wanted such community and here it is, and we're seeing this rapid growth and this continued success of trajectory um, every single you know day, if not kind of hour, we watch these numbers tick. And we're not only, you know, it's not just about the number of registered users, it's about the success within the conversations that are happening, seeing the amount of replies and accepted solutions and the wonderful that, you know, human connection of, of uh, success stories being shared within this space. No, I mean, I think that's a good point. So 
to get to from zero to a hundred thousand, I'm assuming you didn't say, Hey, the community's now launched. Here's a link. So how did you think about marketing your community to a brand customer base who effectively is either a combination of corporate and people who've never used technology before. So how did you market this to get people to come onto the community and really uh, want to engage? Absolutely. I think the power of social media really truly helped with this. I always think a social media and community play such close, you know, brother and sister at any company. Um, we're privileged that we have such a wonderful social media team here at Zoom and um, with the with the wealth of following that we already have on those platforms, that really helped escalate getting the word out. So posting on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, all the all the channels, um, that was a huge way to get the voice out there. We also have trained you know, our customer success managers to help ensure that our current customers are aware that this platform now exists, that they have a community they can go to. It's advertised on our support website, on our Zoom website. Um, so really just getting the plug in anywhere and everywhere to say, this is for you. This is for you as a customer. It does not matter what type of account you have. If you have a free Zoom account, a paid, a premier, this is a place for anyone to come and meet people, network, collaborate, and really find support. You know, Get those questions answered that, that you have that maybe uh, you didn't know where to go to ask them beforehand. Uh, I, I love the fact that you talk about how all of these digital components work together, right? So it's the the whole concept of how does your platform, and I mean social platform, your digital presence, really wrap into bringing that, how do I help a customer in the best way in the right location, whether that is on Twitter or Facebook, TikTok, and so forth, or on a community and really tying those in together to tell that holistic story is uh, a really strong testament to how you can think and how companies can really change their mindset of, oh, well, I have a social team over here and then I have a community team over here and I have a, and you end up also siloed um, and, and you lose that visibility and you lose that capability of really partnering across the board. And I think that kind of goes into that success measurement side of things. Like, how do you know as a company that community is successful, that socials are successful? How does that whole thing look for you? Great question. And, and I think the answer is ever evolving, you know, in, in true honesty there. Um, you know, I always say community is an art, not a science. And the success <laughs> metrics is certainly never one single metric, whether it's social media or community. Um, I think it's really this wonderful blend of a variety of metrics um, to really, you know, equate back to however your company defines success. Um, you know, success can be defined differently depending on the purpose of your community. And so for, for us, for the Zoom team, because this community is focused within our customer support, uh, you know, segment, our success is really focused on delivering a happy experience to our customers and providing them with this platform where successful stories and solutions can be shared. And so with that, you know, we'd be very careful to not get too into the weeds of the numbers, but more the qualitative aspect of the community as a whole. Um, 
you know, if you're looking for the answer of what specific metrics, it's that combination. It's how many page views, how many registered users, unique visitors, posts, replies, accepted solutions. It's, it's all of that that we're tracking and we're looking at daily to mm -hmm. quantify, you know, are these numbers rising? Are they increasing? Are they having a story to tell? I think is the most important thing. Um, versus having to hit a specific, you know, targeted goal of a number itself. Yeah, I think I talked to someone a long time ago, probably a few years ago at this point, and they were talking about the number of members that they had, and that was the only thing they cared about. And then when we talked to them, I found out that maybe 75% of them were like old accounts that hadn't logged in for years. And it's like, does that actually give you as a brand any benefit and it does it give your customers as someone that wants to talk to the brand and other customers any benefit so your hundred thousand is actually twenty five thousand and then knowing that those twenty five thousand twenty percent of those are are learners or uh, lurkers in a more normalized way we talked about this in a, a previous podcast um, about changing the name of lurkers to something that was more learner oriented because they are valuable they still listen and they learn and they're still customers that are engaging but you still have to have that pool of individuals. And so it's always interesting to uh, listen to people talk about one metric versus the bigger metric. And then when you start to look at it, and I don't know if Zoom does this yet or not, is do you go above what the community itself is doing? How are you thinking about the ROI, the brand awareness, the social overall engagement, the um, insights that you can gain that drive other business practices? Is that an area that Zoom either does or is looking at doing? We certainly are. You know, it's on our, our radar. Um, we're still in the toddler phase of this community. You know, we're, I think, just three, three four days ago, we hit our six-month mark. So um, the goodness in that is that we have so much time to explore those areas. I like to always tell my team, we don't, we don't close doors on this team. We leave doors open, but... We have to strategize and prioritize which door we're ready to open next. Um, but yes, in terms of measuring ROI, it's certainly on my radar. You know, I think in a perfect world, um, because again, we we reside within the support organization, kind of the golden ticket in my eyes of being able to tell one of many success stories is, are we seeing that deflection in support tickets and an increase in community activity. So is the community doing what it's supposed to do in deflecting that work of the live agents having to, you know, manage one by one tickets and instead are people leveraging the beauty of the community of going there to view content because nine times out of 10, someone has the same exact question or issue mm -hmm. instead of opening a ticket or starting even a new discussion on the community can they search the community and find their answer without even having to actually contribute, you know, actually having to create a discussion or a reply. And that's really where the gold is, is what I would love us to get to is showing the work of the community through the page views numbers, through the number of discussions created, um, that that uptick is consistently increasing and then benchmarking against our other support metrics and activity to see if any of those decrease. No, I think that's that's exactly the way to, to start looking at the, the broader picture because like to your point, it's easy to say these metrics, 
And how does that help you as a business? And although it'd be great to be magnanimous and say, we put the community out there solely for our customer, it is a customer first lens, but there does still need to be that benefit for the brand as well. And I, so I think this combination, whether that's deflection or some other metric that the brand feels is logical, um, it allows you to do that. So you've gone through this hyper growth phase with Zoom. You've run communities in the past. What would you say worked or didn't work here or in the past that you'd be like, hey, audience, this is something that you should pay attention to? That's a really great question. I think that, you know, selecting your vendor is something that's extremely important. We're very excited and pleased to be working with Koros. I've worked with many vendors in the past and from past experience, it's not always a match. And so I think being able to admit that maybe what you are looking for, that vendor can't supply, or there's going to be more cost involved than you initially realized. Um, I think that those are things that folks who are starting a community or strategizing about one should be very cognizant about. You know, what are what are you looking for short term, but more importantly, long term. Um, mm-hmm. So I think with this community, we got really lucky in, you know, of course, having a wonderful vendor to work with and host this site on. Um, But also thinking about, you know, what can we leverage that's out of the box versus what needs to be custom. And if we are going to go the route of, you know, custom components and infrastructure and UI, how will that impact us or maybe hurt us down the road? Um, So those are always important things, I think, to think about that sometimes go foreshadowed a, a bit. You know, people get very excited about just the launch and, oh, we'll deal with that later. We'll figure that out at another time. But it's important to think about how that will impact, uh, uh, you know, things later on as you start to integrate and build and, and whatnot. And I think it's a good point. I mean, it's it's interesting how many uh, companies do end up with this legacy debts that they can't change something because they made a decision five years ago or 10 years ago that plagues them. And then because it's so embedded in the way that they look at things, making that change is very difficult. Um, And so being cautious is is certainly an important factor. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and what you said earlier really resonated with me, the fact that so often at companies, unfortunately, teams within the same company are working so independently that they're not aware of the other roadmap items that they have going on from the marketing team, the events team, the brand team, uh, the IT team, you know, all of them. It's so important to include those teams when building a community because to this point, you want to understand where can we connect the dots? Where can we create a good customer experience so that your customer goes to the community and they don't feel like they're on a completely different site? It should be branded to your community. Um, you know, if people are, you know, use the example that we have of um, being able to, you know, convert a community post into a support ticket if we need to escalate something, making sure that those two systems talk to one another. Um, so anyway, there's a million examples of, of things like that. But I think, again, when building, recognizing what other platforms and tools is the company using and where will there be opportunity to partner with the community and that it won't hurt you later on with the initial decisions that you made on what platform and tools you're leveraging. Yeah, I love the the statement, 
of working with the other departments that are at your company. And I mean, this is, I don't know, business 101 in some ways, but it's also the thing that people forget so often. It's like, I have an idea and now I'm going to go and run that idea and forget what all the other groups need. And so I think it's a, it's a great way to, to think about kind of what and how it can make the biggest impact for both your customers and your employees. Um, and kind of with that in mind, again, you like Zoom is a platform to provide human connection, right? It's the overall mission statement is to provide that human connection. And so how do you feel that you're doing that effectively within the community? We've talked a little bit about stories and the way that people do it, but what was the direction and, and how did you decide what you wanted to do within that community? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So, you know, as I stated earlier, as you just stated with, with Zoom, at the end of the day, it's it's that delivering happiness to our customers through that human connection, whether that's through a phone call, through chat, through video, um, through, through that um, ability to connect with people who are near you and far away from you. And so, I mean, gosh, what a what a cool experience to be able to take a company's true essence and and mission statement really and plug it into an online community that couldn't more perfectly match. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm preaching to the choir here, but the notion of community is truly, you know, a place for people to connect, to collaborate. It doesn't matter your background, where you work, where you're from, where you live. Um, it's about being able to provide people with with help and solutions. And so with the Zoom community, it, it was too easy. <laughs> um, a lot of sarcasm there, but too easy to, to really encourage folks to come here and ask questions about how are you using our products or what industry are you in? Are you in education and you're a teacher who is in this pandemic and you are teaching in person and virtually at the same time, what features of Zoom can I best leverage? How can I get the most out of my day? How can I help my students thrive? Uh, what features functionalities am I not in the know about? Um, so having a place where folks in different industries, where folks you know on the consumer side and enterprise, um, ma and pa, where can they go to just understand how they can successfully use our platform so at the end of the day, they can successfully connect with others um, is really the beauty of the types of conversations we're having on the community. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, last question for you, at least for the moment, unless you come up with some other ideas, but what's the next step that you think our listeners should take, whether that is an action that she should take based on what we just talked about, whether that's a go do this one thing because it will make a big difference. What's one thing that you would leave our audience with for them to think about? Well, in trying not to have too much bias in my answer, my <laughs> call to action would be to go to community.zoom.com and register today and start engaging in the hopes that you are already a Zoom user. If you're not yet a Zoom user, I encourage you to sign up. 
Nice, Alexis the ad. Let's throw that in here. Um, no, I appreciate it. And and Alexis, thank you for your time. Um, I've learned a lot, and I'm sure our audience has as well. I love the way that you're really thinking about that human connection and that human behind the community and their stories, and then also how that's tied into that overall mission of uh, you had. You've plugged obviously the the Zoom community. Are there other places that listeners can follow you or ch- check out your content, or is that the best place to go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The community is certainly a place to get to know me and my team, um, as well as fellow Zoom users. Um, Follow Zoom on LinkedIn, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's a great way to find out what's going on with our company. But we also do have a lot of plugins to community information on there as well. Um, Don't be shy. Reach out to me on LinkedIn, too. If you listen to this podcast and want to chat more, I'm always Always love to connect with others within the community space as well. Awesome, Alexis. Thanks to everyone for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode, which is a little unique. It's the wrap-up of our first season of Titans of Customer Engagement, and it'll be a great conversation. So I look forward to uh, having you all listen to that as well. And thanks again, Alexis. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for spending time with us today on Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a review, and spread the word. Your feedback means a lot to us. Continue the conversation on Koros Atlas at community.koros.com. Until next time. The CX world is now digital first. It's what customers expect, and Koros can help. Koros is an award-winning customer engagement platform built to turn those siloed interactions with your customer into enterprise value. You can harness the power of human connection across the customer experience, from outbound marketing, social, messaging, chat, and SMS, to owned and digital communities. Customer engagement means staying always connected. Find out how customer-first software and services can make you a titan of customer engagement at koros.com.